After becoming an employee there, he, his superior taught him how to use a computer and create documents. Hey, do you know how to become Yakuza? That, that boy is like 27 <laughs> years old, right? Welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch. This is my co-host. Natsuki. And today we're wearing masks because Natsuki is very pregnant. Yeah. My due date is February 18. So four weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know is pregnant. It's crazy. <laughs> I wonder what we're going to do when Natsuki is gone. When she has her baby, who should... Josh, who do you think we should have to replace her? Uh, Kana's pretty good, I think. Our assistant at the school, Kana. She's... Um, how would you describe her? She's one of a kind. She's like... Um, Huh. How would you describe her? She's like a she she's like a character. She's like a she's like a Muppet. <laughs> she's like a Muppet. She, Understandable. <laughs> yeah, she like you know, she just has a crazy character and you never know what she's gonna say. <laughs> but she's one thing about her that's really interesting is she always has like she's like a she's like a slower computer. You know when you when you try to open something on a slower computer, it just like takes a little while for the window to open. Mm-hmm. That's like Kana. You'll talk to her and she'll just freeze for a minute and look at you. And then she'll say something really hilarious. Oh, she's probably thinking. No, 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 she stopped. It's um, not that she's thinking. It's like literally like she just stops. Okay. It's like a little lag wheel comes out. She's oh, like, okay. I don't know, I was thinking about that. You were talking pre-show, uh, Natsuki, that during the um, pandemic, condom sales are down. Yeah, that's what I saw on the news. I'm thinking that's probably because, you know, pandemic, you can't have... One night stands. One night stands. What do you say? You guys call it one night love. One night love, that's what Did we you know say. That? One night to love is how they call one night stand. Seriously. First time to know, one night stand. Uh, one <laughs> night stand. Okay. One night stand. Okay, one night love, ne? Okay. So, one night to love. I guess that sounds better than one night stand. So, that's the reason why condom sales is going down. Because no, you know, well, no need to use it. It's either that or just in general, sex in Japan is just not happening. Oh. <laughs> like all of my all of my friends who are Japanese couples, I'm like, so how's your sex life? They're like, oh, that ended, <laughs> ended years ago. It's like, it's like, or what? Is it, they just you know keeping keeping secret. Yeah, no, they just don't have sex. <laughs> what about you? Well, I am actually we're good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> So I was on Tinder the other day and uh, I was like, cause I'm very, very single. And I was just like, I go on Tinder whenever I have like a free moment. It's like a, uh, it's like a, it's like a cigarette break. Hmm. You know, I sit in judgment of other people, you know, looking at them swiping right or left. I'm, I'm mostly kidding here. But anyway, I noticed yesterday on Tinder, they have like a little stamp that says vaccinated. Hmm. So it's like, sounds like safe. Like before, like, you know, in like certain communities they would say like if they're their hiv status mm-hmm. you know now it's like your vaccination status yeah understandable it's kind of a weird world mm-hmm. getting to the news guys uh so i'm going to do three news articles in one uh one is tokyo uh cases top four thousand for the first time in every single day it says you know tokyo cases of corona blah 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 for the first time since and then the, the it just keeps going back in the calendar mm-hmm. so Welcome to Omicron, everybody. 
<sighs> why, which, which is, here's the thing. Wait, wait, I'll, I'll get to that at the end here. Okay, second story. Japan's daily coronavirus has top 13,000 for the first time in four months. So they keep saying this. And then anyway, the last article I want to say is 90% of Omicron cases in Okinawa show no or mild symptoms. Hmm. So this is the important thing about the pandemic here. And this is actually happening in the United States is the CDC has Mm -hmm. recommended that people, not the CDC, but uh, sorry, an educational, a board of education in, I think, New York has recommended that daily testing for the coronavirus is not necessarily a good idea. Hmm. And the thinking here is, like if the coronavirus becomes as mild as a cold, mm-hmm. you know, because if everybody gets vaccinated and with Omicron supposedly not as as dangerous as Delta, mm-hmm. there's some debate on that still. But, you know, if that's the case, then we don't really need to worry so much about it going forward. Right. It just becomes a regular virus. It's that's, you know, circulates through the community every every winter. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I got a cold. Oh, poor you have some orange juice. Mm hmm. So I think that's how this is going to end, but we don't know. I get tired of it. When is this over? <laughs> Everybody's tired of it. Yeah. So last last week we had a, a a eulogy for Ricky, my staff that waited in Canada for 13 months and never got in. He he linked me something. Josh, can you throw it up on the screen? It's an amazing website. What what is he going to do in what? Canada? <laughs> Uh, first, we'll talk about this website. So it's called, Is Japan Open Yet? Yeah. And what does it say? No, Japan is still closed. Hmm. It's like, it's like, you know how they have like websites you go to? It's like, is this, is blah, blah, blah down? Or is it down? I think it's called. Hmm. And like you type in a website and it tells you if the website's down or is, it, is the website's down for just you. And this is what it is. Like, is Japan open yet? No. So I don't, know, I don't know what Ricky's going to do. He doesn't know what he's going to do because he's just basically he's he's got to come up with a new plan now. Hmm. But his case is very similar there. There's another news article that came out uh, a few days ago that at least 300, uh, I think they're jet program participants, decided to say F you Japan and go to something else hmm. this year because they're just waiting forever. Yeah. So the Prime Minister Kishida, who I think is a very smart person, he's a genius, he's our best leader. He, uh, he, his plan now is to, you guessed it, keep the country closed some more. What was the word for sakoku that you guys talking? Country in chains. Country in chains. But that's that, the, the literal, sakoku, sakoku is mm. literally chained country. Mm-hmm. But um, the, uh, the term for it historically is the isolation period. So Japanese children who wants to go abroad can go to Japanese people can do whatever they want. Right. Only foreign people. Right. So it's racist. <sighs> That's why Sorry. every week, every week I say, Kishida, you're an idiot. What are you doing? I want the news to start saying this. And you know, some people are actually starting to say this. They're like, this is stupid. Mm. Uh, the WHO criticized the com- the country, saying, "Hey, why are you guys doing this based on your ethnicity? It doesn't make any sense." Mm. And so it's just you know, just every week we're waiting, waiting. So we get tired of it. Yeah. And uh, it's there's a lot of economic harm that's happening as well. Uh, there's another let me go to another story. Um, so while we're talking about this, we have another story about India. Hmm. I think I put this later in the show, but I'll pull it up. India to surpass Japan as Asia's second largest economy by 2030. Josh, can you actually pull up that that page that you had a mo- moment ago, the GDP thing? Uh what rank is India in right now? Three, four? So right, right now, I think India is number five. Number five? I'm not sure. I think it's number five. That, okay. Someone's have to Google that. But I think it's five. 
And so the projected 2030 GDP puts India like well above uh, Japan and putting it into second, uh, third place. So I think right now the ranking goes uh, America, China, Japan, Germany. And then I think after that is India. Okay, so that's what it is. So, I mean, it, it makes sense too because India has a billion fucking people, hmm. right? Mm. Japan has 130 something million people. Right, right. But we were talking about this pre-show. Uh, Germany has 83-ish million, 80 million people. So you mean less than Japan? Half the population um, yeah. of Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Germany's GDP is very close to Japanese GDP. Hmm. And in the future, it's, it's going to be more than that. And so, you know, if I was leading this country right now, I wouldn't be thinking about today and like the corona cases that we have today. Why is this happening? You're making me feel uneasy about living in this country. Well, you should be. You guys, <laughs> so you all who vote should start to think about this because what's happened in Japan in the last 40 years is basically since the 90s, okay, mm-hmm. since the late 80s and during, early 90s, basically no change has happened. Yeah. And all of you, all of you guys who vote are okay with that. And so mm-hmm. you guys keep voting for the same p- policies, the same people, you know, year after year after year. Uh-huh. So nothing changes. Well, the problem with that is China, for example. China is led by Winnie the Pooh, and uh, we're so bad in so many countries. <laughs> China's leadership, I, I make fun of China, but China's leadership is not stupid. Mm. Their government is actually filled with engineers, mm. people who can do math and who are very, very smart. And they're looking at, the, the, they're looking at this as not a, a you know, five-year game or a 10-year game. They're looking at the 50, 100-year game, mm. right? Because... China as a country, you know, it's middle country for a reason. China, the country is middle and then country, right? They were the, they were the center of the world for a long, long time. And they're, go, they're coming back, right? And so the people who are making the decisions at the top of uh, the Chinese government are very, very, they're thinking very, very hard on how to strategy, uh, use this, um, a future strategy to get to number one in GDP. So their enemy is America? It's not an enemy, but <laughs> it's a competition. Yeah, competition. I mean, yeah. you're competing for resources. Rival, Rival, Rival right? Mm-hmm. So, so let's say that you are a very, very smart kid in Sweden mm-hmm. okay, or Norway. Mm. And you're a genius, right? Now you've studied, you've gone to a, you're going, it's time to go to a university, right? Where do you go to university? Well, you definitely don't want to go to like, you know, a third world country. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to go to a poor country. You're mm-hmm. going to go to one of the top countries with the top schools. Exactly. And we talked about this before on the show, but like the Japanese universities are all going down because they're staying the same from the 90s. They mm-hmm. haven't changed. So if you don't change and the whole world keeps growing, mm-hmm. well, relative to the rest of the world, you're losing. And so that's, what's been, that's that has been what has been happening. That made sense since uh, since since the uh, the bubble burst in the nineties. Okay, so you're saying that we are the country that you know the one who, which is left over, and everybody is like going up. Yeah, I mean, look look at the pull up the GDP uh, uh, projection again. <sighs> you're making me feel uneasy again. Well, if you look at the GDP pr- projections uh, trajectories from trajectories from like the last uh, like thirty years or so. You see, United States, China doing this, and then Japan just kind of keeping the same level. Remember when China beat us for for uh, GDP and went from number, uh, we went from number two to number three. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? That was like 2010 or 12 or something like that. So look at Japan, the green. Look at the green. Can you zoom in on this? Is it possible to zoom in? Look at look, look at the green on that one. Okay. So look at compared to China and the United States, because the, oh the green is current, current GDP. Oh. It's tiny compared to China and the United States. Hmm. Now, now they'll, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, okay, the, the Chinese economy is probably half fake, 
maybe a third fake. And so their numbers are kind of, do we believe them? We don't know. But in the United States, GDP is like a gr- big portion of our GDP is financial. So, but why, why Japan can still be on the top? I mean, one of the top countries then? Why can or can't? Can. But we haven't changed anything, but still, you know, in the top ranking. <laughs> Josh, can you pull up the GDP by country over, over time? It's like, a, it's like a line graph. You'll find it. It's not a, it's, so imagine that like in this room, Natsuki, okay. we all have the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Suddenly myself and Josh, we invest our money. We do things with our money and we make more money mm-hmm. and you keep the same amount of money. Okay. In 20 years from now, if we're like really, really, really rich and you have the same amount of money, does that mean that you are, you've kept the same level? Ah, uh, I see. So we are living in the money that we made in the past. Kind of. You're living, oh. We're living off the stuff that was made in the past. Okay. And so if you look at... And we at, haven't changed. Right. There's, no, there's been no change. This is, looks really old. What's the, what's the last year on this one? This is 1993 to 2012. Okay. Well, this is 2012. And, but if you look at China, okay, and Japan, China is the orange one right there, right? If you look at China, if you add uh, 10 years to that, it just keeps going up. And America also keeps going up. You should probably find a more current graph. But the Japanese line, you can see it just sits there, like going up and down like this, hmm. being flat since the 90s. Being flat. There you go. So our only hope is Toyota? No. No? <laughs> Your, our only hope, there's, there's a couple of things that that's per capita GDP. We want to see uh, GDP as a, as a national number. Anyway, your, our only hope is leadership change. Hmm. And the only way the leadership is going to change is that if voters understand what they need to vote for. Now, this is hard because, like, like again, playing devil's advocate, if we talk about the United States, I would say maybe 10 or 15% of the voters in the United States understand what they're voting for. Hmm. Maybe 10, maybe 15. Most people who are voting are voting on their emotions. Like, they like this candidate or they like that candidate. Hmm. Right. So you could say that Hillary Clinton probably had way better, not probably had way better policies than Trump. Hmm. But Trump won because Trump, people liked him better. Hmm. It was a, it was a election of personality. Right. Mm-mm. So I'm not saying that other countries do bet necessarily a lot better at this, but in Japan, it's like vote for the same, vote for the same hmm. and no change, no change. So it's, it's, you know, and it worked to, to give you, to give credit, it worked, it worked for years, but you know, you can't keep doing that forever. So, um, anyway, so India is going to surpass us and they're going to be, but it makes sense because India has a billion people. Japan has 135 million people, whatever the number is. What happened to India? Because they have like good engineers. That's why their GDP is going up. Well, kind of. So if we, if we just take it like... GDP is the is the sum of what the output of the country was for that year, okay? Mm-mm. So if you can say, Natsuki, how much work can you do in a year, right? Or just as a person, just think about that. And then you multiply that across all the people who are working in the country, right? Well, in India, they have a billion people, mm-hmm. right? So even if the output of one person is much lower than a Japanese person, they have a billion people, mm. right? And so 
as the country works towards uh, a more, you know, advanced future, mm. more and more Indians are moving to cities. They're going to university. They're doing things in the tech sector. They're doing a lot of technology like Silicon Valley is doing. They're making a lot of software. And so the earning of the country is going up and up and up and up. Mm. And as let's say, you know, you are really lucky. You live in India. You got a, you learned how to program. You made a small company. You made some money. Now your kids are going to go to private school. Mm -hmm. Now your kids are going to go to university. They're going to make more money. Mm -mm. Then their kids will do that and make more money. Do you see how this works on and on and on? So the country goes like this. So Germany is great because, as you said, you know, their population is half of, you know, Japanese population. Around half. Yeah, around half. But they're still, you know, doing good job, like, you know. Well, Germans, I don't know if you've ever met a German before, but Germans are incredibly efficient efficient See, because they have a long vacation too right well they do they do mm -hmm. but germany so the, the culture the culture of work in germany and japan is actually kind of similar oh. and, and it's very that's why you don't want to what do they say you want your cars uh engineered in germany but designed in italy mm -hmm. right because you, you know it's uh, this is kind of racist but you know the the idea is that germans are really good engineers and they are mm -hmm. and so is japan i mean you want a japanese or a german car if you buy a car right mm -hmm. don't don't buy an italian engine <laughs> josh is like dying back there because he's hung over but like uh it's kind of my fault too but um so germans and japanese are very very similar on that the difference is the leadership in germany is really good mm. they're not dumb and doing the same thing over and over and over again every single year mm. they're very very clever right and so like you could see before when the leadership of uh germany and the leadership of america back when trump was president they would meet it was hilarious because mm. like you could see what was it merkel's that her name she was like super super smart can you look at the former prime minister of of, uh, of germany and like you could see the the conversation there that they're having, you could just see that she's really really smart. Mm. And Trump's like, you know, being Trump. <laughs> mm. Merkel, right? Is that her name? What what's at something Merkel? Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. There she goes. And you could whenever she talks, now you could agree with her policies or whatever, but she's very very smart. Mm. And so you see this very intelligent leadership happening in in uh, in, in Germany. And so in on top of that, they just they make good stuff. Germans make good stuff. So do the Japanese. What? I've heard that uh, one reason why German people are so efficient is because of their language. Because they have an object yeah, in their like, language. Like So when they say, like, instead of saying, I'm going to go to the store, their sentences are more along the lines of, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to buy milk and then eggs and then this and then that and then I'm going to come home. Yeah, Aww, so it efficient. has an, a, an objective mm. in it. But I mean, all, all this is just generalization. But if if you look at if you look at the the culture, you can see in Japan like this: work the people to death, don't invest in technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go to like in your company, for example, your company is a very forward thinking company mm -hmm. in Japan. When do you guys have a fax machine? Yeah, we still do internet fax machine. For... Do you, do you, I mean, how's the technology in your in your work? Is it like advanced or is it like advanced? Are you guys using computers from the last ten years? No, we keep changing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your company's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to say the name, but your company's good. There's other companies that are good out there. But you're, the majority of companies, you go into them, some of them don't even have computers. They're, they're doing everything on paper. Can be true. And it's just like... Yeah, we yeah. talked about the, you know, even police use the floppy disk and they lost <laughs> their, you know the information yeah it's the, that we it's, talked about it end of the year yeah you guys talked about that on the on the, on the Natsuki Josh show <laughs> uh, let's go to let's go to something a little bit more lighthearted. let's go to your story uh, okay okay this one uh, pre-show Natsuki kept saying kimochiwari kimochiwari yeah like, disgusting, disgusting news disgusting news 
Okay, the news is about Japanese women gives up baby and he she sues sperm donor because she the sperm donor lied about his education. And his ethnicity and his marital yeah, status. Yeah, this is very disgusting news. I, I can't believe it. So to give you guys a background on this, there's no, there's one sperm bank in Japan. One. How many, uh, how many uh, sperm banks the other country have? Many and many? Well, I've never been to one personally, <laughs> but I don't know. How many sperm banks are there in the United States? Let's find out. Uh, I assume that they is, have... Is this common thing that if you want a baby and if your husband doesn't have a sperm, you know, go to a sperm bank? If your husband doesn't have sperm. <laughs> uh, I don't know how common it is, but I mean, it is a thing. You can, like... And then, you know, in fact, the women, this woman had sex with the guy and then she pregnant. And then it turned out that his, you know, education history is not true. That's why she's suing that she had sex with the guy. What, what? Apparently there are two dozen uh, two dozen in America. So, so that like means 24. Uh, 24. Okay. Oh my God. So like the, again, I have no idea how this actually works, but the image of, of sperm banks in, in the United States is that if you're, you know, handsome, well-educated, healthy man, you can go and sell your sperm to the sperm bank. How much? I have no idea. How much do you get? <laughs> I've never done this personally. But then if you're a woman... How do you do that? You go to the love lottery and do do it yourself? And... How do you do it? <laughs> uh, it says that to receive sperm, it costs about $1,000. So, Aww. I don't know, do a third for that? Maybe 200 300 bucks. So maybe, maybe, maybe a student who doesn't have money and I won't get some money and go, you know, some, you know smart kids go to the level and sell their spawn maybe i um, anyway so there's a, there's needs out there for single women who want to have babies okay and you know because you know you need mother and father for a baby yeah or lesbian couples maybe maybe that's also a possibility mm -hmm. and so anyway there's one sperm bacon in japan and it's not very popular because according to the news article uh according uh due to japanese law if a woman gets pregnant, the woman can then afterwards, or the child of the woman can then afterwards sue the sperm bank to find out the information of the father. Hmm. And so there's a reluctancy for people to use a sperm bank on both sides because it's not 100% it's not anonymous. In this particular case, uh, oh, and so, so because of that, so what couples do is if they are trying to find a sperm donor is they use, it says SNS, but it's a uh, social media. Mm -hmm. So they use like Facebook groups or whatever. And they, they find, you know, people. Doesn't this just sound like a cuckold, right? Cuckold? What is it? Cuckold. It's a, uh, how would you explain that to Natsuki in a, in a clean way? So <laughs> when there's a husband and a wife, mm -hmm. but they, the husband will like, find another man to have sex with his wife and then he'll watch ah like tom cruise movie eyes wide shut <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna go in a different direction with tom cruise there <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh but my. yeah so so that's what this sounds like but i guess this is a legit she really wanted to have a baby but i think the biggest problem there's two things that stand out on this story I think the reason why this woman's actually that pissed off is one, because this guy said that he went to Kyoto University when uh -huh. he really didn't. Yeah. And two, because he's Chinese. 
Uh, Kyoto University is, by the way, the number two university in Japan. And then, the, according to the news article, that her husband is from educate and um, graduated from Tokyo University, the top. Yeah, you know, but university. doesn't have sperm or whatever. But so uh, whatever. But so I think the I think the couple are upset because the 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 sperm donor or or what do you call it? The cuck is the guy that watches, right? What's the bull? That's what they're called. They're called bulls. Why do I know that? What is it? So, I mean, the other hand. I mean, the guy I'm, who's doing the ooh. So the bull in this case is a Chinese guy who lied and who's also married, by the way. And then the hus the 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 husband didn't know about this. This, Which husband? This woman's husband didn't know that she was, she was hiding and met a guy and had sex and get a pregnant. I think this is just like I'm, I'm telling you, this is just like cheating. Yeah, this is cheating. So now she's su- she's suing. How much is she suing for? Three million dollars. This is a ridiculous news. I love it. So so Japanese. But anyway, I think the the major problem is probably that you know the, the the oh, and she they gave the baby up. They had the baby and then just threw it away, gave it up to some orphanage. Good job, guys, bringing in the future. unbelievable news. <laughs> unbelievable. So this next news is this is actually kind of unbelievable. Japan, Japanese fi- firefighter has pay cut after caught working at fast food restaurant. <laughs> now I kind of feel sorry for this guy. It says here, according to union headquarters, the lieutenant had been working part time at the restaurant since late August 2021, clocking in about 40 usually four hour shifts. That's such a weird sentence. The disciplinary action was finalized at a hearing held on January 6th uh, on the grounds that the lieutenant violated the Local Public Service Act, which bans local government employees from holding second jobs. So what do you think about this? You deal with employment. What do you what do you think about that? Poor, poor firefighter. What do you think about the, the rule that says that, you know, firefighters can't have a second job? Why? It's because, yeah, because they cannot... They cannot work their role. Do you understand what I they mean? They can't do their role, but yeah. I think it's, I think it's fine. I mean, if he's working at a fast food, if you're uh, because they are commune public worker. Yeah, because they're public workers. Oh, uh, public worker cannot have their second job, right? Why? I don't know because they they get people's taxes, maybe. Yeah, but if you can do both jobs, why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think this this guy is probably there's probably a reason why he's doing a second job, right? He's got some debt or maybe he's helping his family or something. Yeah, or he has many kids. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So if his salary is not enough and he works a second job, I don't see why he needs to have his main salary lowered. Hmm. Poor guy. Firefighters are great. No one likes police officers, but everybody likes firefighters. Do you love Japan? <laughs> I love Japan. I love, the, I love the country. I just think the leadership is ridiculous right now. Yeah. It's the, it's the leadership that's the problem right now. Mm. Don't get me wrong, guys. I love this country. That's why yeah. I, want, I want to fix it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Trying to fix it, guys. I'm not actually doing anything <laughs> to fix it. Maybe I should run for something, get citizenship, and become like a uh, a, a politician or something. Well, yeah. Why did you do that? <laughs> <Don't want> to. <laughs> All right. Let's go next. One. Panasonic is the latest Japanese company to break with Japan's workaholic culture and offer four day work week. Uh, it says here, Panasonic joins a handful of Japanese con- uh, companies, including four-day workweek arrangements, in- uh, including the pharmaceutical firm Shio... Sh- I can't read Japanese words in English. Shionogi and the systems developer Entourage Technologies. Both plan to offer uh, the option to start in April per Nikkei. Natsuki, again, you do. Let's uh, just say that you work with recruitment. Uh, what do you think about this four-day workweek? 
It's great, but you know, because we talked about our GDP is you know going like same as ever. Right. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? So this kind of news making me feel like you know. Consider this. <laughs> Consider this. If you are a Japanese salary man、mm-hmm. and you spend sixty hours in the office, right? You have no time to go out and shop, right? Go to restaurants,、mm-hmm. do anything in the economy. So if you're not spending your money,、mm-hmm. what's the GDP doing? GDP is just staying flat. Stay flat or going down, right?、Mm-hmm. Now think about this: if you the standard work week in most countries is forty hours a week, right? So if you go to if you go to work five times a week for eight hours, that's forty hours, right? Or if you go to work for four times a week for ten hours, that's forty hours, and you get three days off where you can do go to a hotel, take a little vacation, spend go shopping, money. spend、yeah. money.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to do efficient work. Yeah,、mm-hmm, to make some, you know, free time. And, I mean, that's that's the thing is like, and Google did a study on this about eight years ago that like the longer their employees worked, the output remained the same.、Mm, yeah, and then you know, even the company that I work for admit to have a you know double job. We can do the other job to make our. I mean, this couldn't work for my my company particularly, unfortunately, because it's like it's a as a service industry.、Mm. So we were meeting people, but you know, if you just if you're office workers or programmers or something like that, yeah, that's totally cool.、Mm. All right, let's move on. This is another economic story. Uniqlo will raise prices as Japan shifts attitude on holding prices. So basically, all around the world, inflation is happening right now. I think the the current number in the United States is eight point something percent. Don't quote me on that, but it's near ten percent inflation,、uh, and so prices are going up. And so Uniqlo, who is a fast fast the top fast fashion re-、uh, retailer in Japan,、mm. is going to raise their prices on some items.、Mm, understandable. It's not cheap anymore. No, there's a documentary. I forgot the exact name of it, but it's something like. Where in the world to make a T-shirt? And basically, it's a huge documentary about talking about where the cheapest country in the world is to make a T-shirt. Wait, where? Well, no, that's the thing. Is like it keeps changing. Like before, like all T-shirts were made, I think, in Thailand or then Vietnam, and you know, it just keeps changing from country to country. And I think the last place that Bangladesh、uh, bang- <laughs> and stuff like that. I think the last place that was the cheapest place to make a T-shirt in、uh, remains is China,、mm. and not because. Not for any particular reason, other than the Chinese government has set up entire cities.、Mm-hmm. Like one city will do like T-shirts, and another city will do like socks, and so they're just really good at what they do. Did you find it? Couldn't find it.、Uh, anyway, it was years ago, maybe from the like the nineties or something like that. Why can't H and M still you know cheap? Uh, they're, they're, I think that their their prices change just normally. Whereas、really? Uniqlo, I think more people follow their prices than maybe H and M because they're a Japanese company. But I think everybody's going up. All、mm. prices are going up. Everything's becoming more expensive. So,、okay. so, but I don't see a problem with you, Uniqlo, raising your prices if everything else. Yeah, is more they、expensive. actually have good quality. I think, don't you think? I think that you for as far as far as fast fashion, which I think is kind of a problem.、Mm. I think fast fashion in the as a 
as as far as the environment goes is a problem. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're gonna pick one, pick one that's you know gonna last longer. And Uniqlo mm. is pretty good. Oh, I don't. The thing that I don't like about Uniqlo is that it's made for Asian people, and so their arms are very short. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they sell in Europe, country in America too, right? I, I think that they do different sizes for different countries. Ah, uh, I see. So you're living in Japan, then that's why your you know sleeve is shorter. Yeah. So like Zara, for example, is designed in Spain, mm-hmm. but the lineup that we have in japan is uh, zara asia oh i see so it's it's a different line than yeah, what we get yeah it's different too yeah so it's different from what we get in the united states so oh, sometimes things fit sometimes things don't these shoes that i'm wearing are from from zara and they were just my size is old navy still exist in america i don't know <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I when I go shopping in America, I don't do like those kind of brands. I do like like brand brands. Is well, Old Navy still alive? They're still alive. Look uh, at them go. <laughs> yeah, my image of first fashion in America is Old Navy. Yeah. Gap is not you know cheap anymore. No, I think the best T-shirts in America come from American Apparel. I think that they have the uh, best American T-shirts. American Apparel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of YouTubers and 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 little companies use American Apparel T-shirts too. What was the name of the uh, American Eagle is not in Japan anymore. Oh man, I can't remember. I can't remember American Eagle. Mm. All right, let's move on. Uh, so th- I got a story about yakuza, which I thought was really cute. Okay. How do you say yakuza in English? Mafia. Here we go. Here we go. Yakuza. Okay. Is it? <laughs> uh, yakuza is yakuza. Yes, yeah, it's yakuza. Okay. So here we go. Uh, the title of this one is Japan's former yakuza struggled to find work despite despite police attempts to provide support. So around 2012 or 13 or something, somewhere around there, uh, Japan passed a law. And this was actually very, very clever. Mm-hmm. The Yakuza started becoming a, a pretty big problem in, in Japan, and they wanted to end the protection money policy. What basically like a local Yakuza, uh, which <laughs> you guys didn't know this, Yakuza in Japan are kind of interesting. They have like headquarters that are like registered places. Mm. Like you can find them in a phone book. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Like, dude, it's, it's crazy. Like, you can go to their, like, headquarters and, mm. like, meet them. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, so they, we had a problem years back with um, basically protection money. Like, the Yakuza would go around to a bunch of shops and companies and say, hey, if you want protection, you have to pay us a certain amount of money. Mm-mm-mm. And which is, you know, the implication being, if you don't pay us this money, we're going to make Attack trouble you. for you. Yeah, right? okay. And th- so... I think it was a police officer that designed the law, but basically what happened was they made it illegal in Japan for companies to pay illegal organizations. Mm -mm. So what happened now is that all these, you know, these Yakuza places that were getting money from all these different companies, all of a sudden that ended because the company's like, oh, we can't do it because that's illegal. No matter how much the Yakuza threatened or whatever, they wouldn't do it because it's illegal. And so all of a sudden, all these Yakuza were like, they didn't have work or jobs or anything. They lost a lot of power. Mm. They became a lot weaker. And so you had all these unemployed Yakuza that they didn't, what are they going to do, right? So anyway, so a lot of places around, you know, where Yakuza is a problem, not not so much here, but where Yakuza is a problem, started figuring out how do, what do we do with these guys? And so the police are trying to get them into jobs. Okay. So you have um, a story in here about this young 27-year-old who had spent his entire life in the gang, comes to the police and says, I need help, give me a job. 
So they, they referred him to a center, and at the center, the man was shown multiple job options, amongst which he, well, he was ultimately accepted as a regular worker at a firm during maintenance on hotel equipment, among other services. After becoming an employee there, he, his superior taught him how to use a computer and create documents. Hey, do you know how to become Yakuza? That boy is like 27 <laughs> years old, right? He's young. <laughs> No, I mean, this story, if the guy is about, like, 50 or 60, I understand that. What are but... you talking about? I think Yakuza start when they're teenagers. That's how they get them. Oh, teenagers. Like, you appeal to, like, if you're a high school dropout and you have nothing to do, they appeal to them, hey, you want, you want cool clothes, you want to drive a nice car, you want girls? Yes, of course I do. Okay, get in the, the gang. And then that's when they start getting you. Oh. Right? They start controlling you. And then they raise you. And that's the only thing that you know how to do. That's that's the only lifestyle you know how to, you, you can do. And so you stay in there. That's why this story is talking about okay, so trying to that, rehabilitate those people. I see. I see. But oh. to answer your question, no, I don't know how to become Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun, fun side fact. When you go golfing in this country, they make you sign two documents. One saying that, you know... Like, you know, you're not going to sue them or whatever. Like, basically, you're giving away, like, you're, you know, you're saying, I'm, you know, not going to hold you liable for anything, one. And two, I am not Yakuza. <laughs> like, they make you sign a freaking paper that says, I am not Yakuza. I swear to God. Aww. Like, when I first went golfing, I was like, I'm sorry, what does this say? And they're uh... like, oh, just sign it. Everybody just signs it. Right. I have seen those documents myself, too. Are there any online Yakuza, women Yakuza, too? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. There's, there was a Yakuza book or, uh, that was released by a, an American, I think, years back. Huh. And they talk about that. But yeah, um, yeah. a side note, uh, one of my friends, Brian, recommends the P PlayStation game called, I think, Yakuza or whatever it's called. He says it's the most hilarious video game he's ever played. I watched the movie Hustler that Jennifer Lopez is in. Do you know that movie? No, but continue. Okay, so the, the movie is about, you know, uh, strippers in New York mm -hmm. is trying to cheat the, the, the Wall Street guys. And then she and her friends Damasu, the rich guys. Trick, trick the... Trick, trick. The, actually, this is a true story. Okay. But, but yeah, the one hustlers. Okay. And then th they made... It looks made... like an Ocean's Eleven with girls. Yeah, they made a lot of money. Wait, didn't they have an Ocean's Eleven with girls? I think they did. Uh, th those, those women are uh, strippers. <laughs> did you just Google Ocean's <laughs> Eleven with girls? <laughs> Ocean's Eight. Okay. Then... Well, anyway, why are you talking about this other movie with Jennifer Lopez? Okay, because those women sounds like Yakuza to me. Do you understand what I mean? They so random. So random. Because those Wall Street guys don't want to f find out that, that they did, you know, stripper things. Do you understand what I mean? Oh, uh, they don't want to get caught. Yeah, they don't want to get caught. It's called exploitation. That's exploitation. Exploitation. Mm. You know, this is why the 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 end of the year show with you and Josh was so funny that like neither of you guys like were on topic. <laughs> like it was just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue. Uh, okay. You have two fun stories, so we'll save those for the end. Um, so this one, long wallet or bifold? This is an interesting story. Uh, Josh, long wallet or bifold? I have both, but I use the bifold. You use the bifold. Uh, Natsuki, your husband, does he have a, a long wallet or a fold one? On the half Full Bifold. And I have a long wallet. So let's see what this says about us. Okay. Why, why don't you ask me? Because... 
Oh, I guess you count too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a black guy's story. No, I didn't think that you would have a wallet, but now that I'm thinking, it, I guess you do have a wallet. Like yeah. women don't have folded wallets, right? No, uh, but I used to have one when really? I was. Okay, eating. how about you? Yeah, long wallet. Long wallet. Okay, so we got two and two. Let's see what it has. Let's see. A few days ago, 29-year-old Australian Japanese model and former Terrace House uh, presenter Nina Trendel, whatever, made news in Japan for revealing her views on her ideal man during a TV appearance. Among possession merits like great skin and uh, possessing merits like great skin and good driving skills, Trendel said her idea, uh, ideal man would have to own a bifold wallet. Hmm. That's why I'm more popular than you, Mitch. That's why. <laughs> While her, her, her revelation was met with laughter from TV hosts, Trendle said it was a, a deal breaker as she believes a man's wallet should be compact. I have a huge wallet. It has my name written on it. How's <laughs> your name? Well, I didn't buy it. You guys did. Like, whoever, my so staff bought it So that was a gift. That was a gift. Oh. Okay, so when I first started my company, I literally used a dollar store wallet. Okay. That was red because I liked it. For like eight years. Uh-huh. It was like falling apart. And every time I pull it out at a restaurant or something, my, my second in command, my number two, would get embarrassed. <laughs> and so one day she bought me like a $500. Her and the other staff bought me like a $500 wallet. I I can't I can't really see that you're using cash. Do you need a wallet? Dude, I got in trouble today. So I, the filter guy came over to my house. And I didn't have any cash. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Anyway, I, I don't do cash, man. I like credit cards. So what you need to get, you know, the, the wallet then. Yoshi Show, giant receipts. Ah, uh, I see. Oh. I to, it's just filled with receipts. I see. Okay, let's go to your Ghibli story. Uh, okay, okay. You do your Ghibli story while I text the radio and tell them I'm going to be right. <laughs> so I researched about what people wanted to do after pandemic. And the number one thing was, what what is it? Docu- uh, domestic violence no <laughs> domestic travel so i researched about you know Ghibli world i mean the Ghibli park yeah opening in 2020 in nagoya and then you know we talked about this before T- opening in 2020 2022 2022 okay. 2022 20 was two years ago yeah sorry. right right <laughs> so okay we talked about this before but the the newest thing is you know um kiki's delivery service bread shop bakery bakery do you remember english nuts <laughs> yes i do <laughs> bakery i mean you can say bread shop i guess that makes sense okay. oh okay okay good choki panten that's what we <laughs> call in japanese <laughs> yeah good choki panten is like a stone scissors paper yeah uh, rock scissors paper rock scissors paper, paper bakery shop okay because, you know, why I'm talking about this is because um, Kiki's Delivery Service is the best movie in Ghibli for me. If you guys haven't seen Kiki's Delivery Service, it's basically about a witch who delivers puns. Yeah, she works at a, she were, uh, sorry, she lives in an attic next to a bakery. Yeah, next to, not next to, it's like a same, same area. Doing yeah, I, mean? I think it's the bakery building and then she lives on the second floor uh, right, over right, here. Right, 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 right. And then anyway, she like she, I think, she she didn't have anywhere to live and then asked the bakery women and then you know you can use my place and yeah, yeah, yeah. she started you know live that place. So and then so anyway, this what are you talking about this bread shop? What's what's the story? Oh, it's about you know, you can actually buy their, you know, breads in the Ghibli park. And ah, so they made like a real life version right, of it. Okay. Right, right. That's fantastic. What if the bread isn't good? What are you gonna do? It should be good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We got Ocean's Eight back on the screen. Okay, so mm-hmm. do you get one more? And one more. What is it? You cho- you chose it. What up? 
Uh, it's about it's about Ghibli Park again, and you know they're they're like little things like show side. I can't I can't say that in English. Okay, can you explain? <laughs> Uh, so it's, details. Yeah, the details about mm-hmm. the the park. And so, if you guys haven't seen this uh, yet, this is on timeout.com. Uh, it's got a bunch of photos about all the different things that they're gonna have there, like the Hill of Youth. What is that? Oh, it's a uh, maybe some. I mean, movie. Raputa. 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 So it's like places. All these different. They have a bunch of di- Mononoke's Village, the mm-hmm. Valley of the Witches. The Don Doko Forest. Basically, all these different places from the movies are going to be in this uh, theme park. Yeah, isn't it exciting? But it's going to be in Nagoya, right? Yeah. I don't like Nagoya. Why not? Have you ever been there? Once. Did you like it? Okay. <laughs> I went there when they had an a exhibition, a Nagoya uh, Aichi Banpaku exhibition. Mm-hmm. Is, is my English Exhibition, okay? yeah. Yeah. Like 10 years ago? No, no, more than 10 years ago. But anyway... I don't know. I always shit on Nagoya on the show. I should be nice to them. How, how many times did you go to? How, you've been there like... A couple times. Yeah. And they were both not great. Oh, really? I, I mean, maybe I should do it again. I'll do it again. I'll try again. Did you go to Toyota Experiment Center? No. What is that? That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> many kinds of robots are there that I heard. Oh, that might be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'll, the guys, look, I always shit on Nagoya, but I'll go back and give you guys a third chance and we'll see what happens. Well, you know, Ghibli Park should be interesting. Yeah, I'll go for Ghibli. How about mm-hmm. that? Well, okay, so it's not... And a, there, there's a Lego, Legoland, too. Uh, Legoland, I think you can't go there if you don't have kids. Really? Yeah. Maybe You can was... use mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just use your kid. Come on, Shiori. Let's go to Legoland. She's like, who the hell are you? Um, We got two stories left, and these are very positive, very fun stories. One, Japanese rail fans heartbroken as Tokyo area KQ line chooses to retire its last pata pata sign. Natsuki, can you tell us what a pata pata sign is? Pata pata sign is the old sign that people use in Showa era. This like how do you say that? I can explain that. It sounds exactly like it's it sounds. It's a pata pata. So like instead of digital, uh, yeah, yeah. Instead of having like a screen, which mm-hmm. all the the train stations have now, they have like these little rotating pieces of plastic, Mm-mm-mm. and they go pata 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 pata, hmm. and then they change, right? Like you guys just imagine like films from like the sixties, whenever yeah. something changes on like a like a big machine or something, it's like yeah. Yeah, pata pata I, I, I didn't know that it still exists in Japan. It's the last one. Mm. And so uh, I think this is a... It says, I'm sad I won't be able to see you all any longer. And please come see the pata pata sign one last time. Pata pata sign will go to train museum so you can see it. <laughs> Don't you but, think? but train otaku are very passionate about what right, they... Right, right. Last story and also about trains. Sailor Moon Stick becomes real world's coolest subway pass. This... Is, yeah, I can say it's cool, but it's hard to, you know, in it out from the, you know, back. Do you what, understand what, what I mean? Does it have a name, her, her thing? Moonstick. Moonlight stick. Maybe. I can't remember the real name. So Sailor Moon has like a magic wand. I think she uses it to transform, right? Mm-hmm. Or something. I've actually never watched Sailor Moon before. I have no idea anything about it. How do you use that? Like you install something like IC chips? Yeah, so it has there? an IC chip in it. Okay. And so basically as you're going into the train station, most people that are adults and functioning normally... <laughs> use their phone yeah just go peep like or this watch oh my god it was so funny now i went to fukuoka like i don't know a month ago with okay. my uh vp okay 
and like because we're kind of we're not rural where we are here but we're we're not a big big city so mm-hmm. there's no like major trains or anything mm-hmm. everybody drives everywhere anyway so i set up Sika mm-hmm. on her phone mm-hmm. and so she's like walking in she's never done it before so okay. she's scared mm-hmm. and so she walks in and she like beep, beep. And she's like, oh, I did it. I'm like, you're like 38 <laughs> years old lady. Anyway, so um, most people use their phone. And uh, in this case, uh, the Sailor Moon stick will be available as a subway pass. So you'll be able to take your Sailor Moon stick and beep into the subway. I hope they make special sound for, you know, those. You know, I hope so, too. I hope yeah. it goes. Yeah. It lights up and flashes. Uh-huh. It'll be great. Yeah. Do Where it- can we buy it? On- online? Oh, right here it says its jewels do light up when the embedded easy card is being read. Huh. Nice. How much is it? I don't know. Three thousand yen. Why did you just guess three thousand yen? <laughs> I don't know. I just guessed. Oh, it says right here. It says the easy moon stick is priced at one thousand seven hundred ninety-nine Taiwanese dollars. A Taiwanese dollar. So it's yeah. not made in Japan. No, this is this is for the t- the Taipei Metro system. Not ah, Japan. Taipei Metro. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I should have said that. So for the Taipei Metro system, not for J- Japan, but you know because it's so popular, Taiwanese love J- Japanese culture. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, there are a bunch of Sailor Moon fans in the world. Yeah. Mm. This kind of reminds me of when I was in Tokyo Disney Sea, mm-hmm. and they like gave you like you had to buy it, but it was like the the fifteenth anniversary or tenth anniversary or something like that, and like you got this magic wand, uh-huh. and you went around to all these different. They called them monumental, so I guess they're like. Like a statue, right? Statue or something. Yeah. And you put the wand, this is before the pandemic, you put the wand in the slot and the whole thing would light up. Mm-hmm, that's it? Well, but if you're a little kid, that's like amazing, right? Yeah, that's amazing. But it's just, you know, lightning and make some sounds, right? Yeah, it goes, hoo-hoo-hoo, like, like Mickey's <laughs> Mickey voice. Mouse, yeah. yeah. And at the time, like I've s- since thought about it, I thought it was kind of cool. But at the time when I did it in front of the camera, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, am I supposed to be happy about yeah. this? Yeah, but Tokyo Disney Sea is actually 20th anniversary this year, right? So I guess it was five years ago that I went there. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, it's already five years ago. Yeah. Oh, time flies. Well, because the pandemic, like, it's like it's over and nothing happened for two years. Right. Are we talking about this again? No, we're not, but... <laughs> But anyways, guys, 2022 is going to be where everything happens. I'm Jubilees, Jubilees, I'm opening. When does it open, by the way? It doesn't say. Doesn't say. Well, I'll tell you what. When it opens, let's go together. Uh, can you can you travel? When will you be able to travel after having your baby? I don't know. Maybe one, you know, two months after. Natsuki literally had her first baby. Like, she just had it and went to work right away. Like, right, right afterwards. <laughs> no, I, you know, got a one year of my real job. But, you my know. real job. <laughs> and I'm going to have, you know, one year off. So I'm going to do some cool things to do. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All right, guys. Uh, well... Uh, I, I think next week we'll have a more positive show with uh, with Alex. Yeah. He's not positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what we'll do is we'll just we'll probably just stop doing the Corona uh, stories because every single yeah, week. Yeah, I don't want to talk about you know economic or GDP stuffs anymore because you know you're making me feel like I don't want to live in this country anymore. It's a, it's a great country, guys, for the people. It's a great country for the people. The mm-hmm. government is full of Kishida. Come on, bro, be a cool guy. All right, guys, that's been our, our show today. Uh, thanks for everybody watching. We'll see you guys next week. I'm like 30 minutes late for my radio show, so I have to go. Oh, my God. See you guys. Bye. Next week. Bye. <laughs>